0: Hey, this is Mateo Lane.
1: I'm Emma Wilman.
0: And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. <laughs> oh, we're recording. Okay, Emma, so now we've switched it up. So now I'm... <laughs> now I'm in I'm the studio in, and you're calling I'm, in.
1: I'm calling in. <laughs> Mateo and I are wheeling and dealing, trying to make it happen for you guys. I know. It's, and, it, and our credit scores.
0: And it's so funny because someone was like, can you do two episodes a week? I'm like, we can barely make one episode a week we're not even in the same goddamn place
1: although i would actually love to do two episodes Oh, i would we love did- to
0: do two a week I, you know what we should sit and discuss well the other thing too is like we're not we're not getting paid so you know it's like i f- i feel like we could do two a week if we could figure out how do people get sponsors i don't understand everyone's got like a blue apron or like a diaper rash or something and everyone's always like you know we've got like a, a squatty potty and i'm like squatty yeah, potty you have one episode out
1: Mateo and I yeah we do squatty potty We do whatever
0: I would do whatever I'll wear a diaper I don't give a shit
1: Yeah hey that's where it's at right now Um so how are you I have it this is real like you guys are like This is a podcast but also like Mateo and I actually haven't caught up up In a little while how are you doing
0: I'm doing really well Uh, for those who Don't know and okay first of all I want to just say I did two shows in Chicago At the Lincoln Lodge and they were awesome both sold out So thanks everyone who came Um Emma, I had – you know this because I took you through it mean, we talked a little bit. I ate octopus in Spain. I went to Spain to visit my boyfriend. It was amazing. Living
1: your best life.
0: Living my best life. Um, And he was like – I have like a whole bit about this now. But he was like – You know, do you like octopus? I'm a picky eater. No, I don't want fucking octopus. I don't want to eat it. I don't want to be near it. They change color. They lock themselves out of fucking like jars. Even the devil looks at octopus and they're like, whoa. Um,
1: I have a thing. You know what? I have a thought on that too. When you're dating someone and they ask if you like a certain type of food, I think, especially in the beginning of the relationship, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think if you say you're not like open-minded to food it seems like you're a closed-minded person and then in my brain i think it symbolizes you're like a closed-minded lover so when someone asks like on a date they're like oh do you like spicy food or do you like this kind of food i'm like oh i like all kinds of food because i'm trying to be like i'm open-minded of course that's how we're trying to get fucked exactly so that but that one time (laughs) led me to eating brains at a at an asian restaurant at like two in the morning
0: okay what were you in indiana jones on a date
1: I was with this girl, Brooke, and she was like, do you want to try? And she pointed to this thing on the menu. And I was like, sure. And she's like, wow. She's like, I've never been with someone who's open to trying that. And I was like, I'm very (laughs) open-minded. And then the waiter came over and she ordered it. And he goes, are you guys sure? And she goes, yeah. And in my head, I'm like, what the fuck am I about to eat? Mm -hmm. And then, so then we, I didn't even know what it was. And she was like, it's cow brains. And I was like, "Hmm." I would have been better off just being like, "Look, I'll do butt stuff to you." Like right on the like, just because that's what I was trying to. <laughs> that's, that's what you're trying to get, get at. at.
0: Well, the thing is, me he dating asked, is
1: all me trying to like say like, "Oh, like, um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm I'll fuck around."
0: Well, he asked me. He was like, "Do you like grilled octopus?" And of course, my answer. Is, that's not even a gay joke. Like, I hate that's octopusy. Him. Like, he's I just trying to
1: see if you want to get tied up. That's what he's asking.
0: I know, and like, he, I'm already picky enough. Like, he was already like, "Wow, we've eaten Italian a lot while we're in Spanx." <laughs> Pasta all the time, but I was like, no, I was like, grilled octopus is great. So he, they brought the grilled octopus. I ate it, suffered through it. I mean, it wasn't like it was bad, but I also ate it. Like, get this down. Let's go drink. Come on, you know, let's move on to other. So things. you
1: were purely eating it to try to oh impress him. Oh, yeah, he, Emma, a hundred. So which is funny cuz you guys are in a relationship. It's not like you're on a date where you're trying to like win him over.
0: I know, but that's the weird thing about being on like in a relationship so quickly is that you are still playing catch up with a lot of like you see what I'm saying? So, So I'm still, like, in a little bit of a, like, I need to impress you mode. And, I mean, I already flew out to Spain. Like, I should be impressing enough. But, of course, I'm insecure. And I'm like, I'll eat this octopus. So, and he, (laughs) of course, by the way, I just want to say, all this mess is going through my head. And I'm, with him, I'm sure he's just like, oh, this is such a nice date. But, to me, it's, like, catastrophic what's going on. Right. So i <laughs> i love it at, and I'll, but at one point he goes to me like f because you'll hear the whole thing but he goes i think you're a little neurotic and i was like you think um wait
1: he he said that was the first time he said that
0: no it was i'll explain when he said it and he had every reason why um so of course
1: i mean it's yeah but like that's that what a comedian to, is of course i mean i i couldn't even imagine someone if someone's like you're kind of neurotic i'm like i mean hello
0: but, uh, I'm hello mad, like, that's how i get paid so right. I, um, we, we finished that. We go get drinks, but I like, it was one of those, I, we didn't even eat that much, but I was like a little tired and I was like, oh, I'm like, I don't really feel that good. I was like, I should, we should just let, let's go home early. So we went home early, went to bed. It was fine. You know, I've had such a beautiful time with him. I'm going to marry him. Um, and then I woke up the next morning and I didn't feel very good. I felt like a little sick and I was like, Hmm, I was like, I don't feel very good. He's like, okay. He's like, you should eat a banana. He's like, I'll get you water. I'm like, okay. And I took some ibuprofen, ate a banana, and then we put on RuPaul's Drag Race. And so we're watching. Which, by the way, Benda the Creme just pissed me off. But that's for RuPaul's fans. Um, so we start watching, and then all of a sudden, I can see hives showing up on my hands. Like, oh
1: no! Have you had hives before?
0: I'm pretty allergic to, like, my skin's really sensitive, so I thought maybe it was just, like, a little bit, like, maybe sometimes when I eat banana or certain fruits, my, my mouth gets tingly or something. Like, you know, like, my body reacts to stuff. But this was the first time I was like, huh. I was looking at my hand, I was like, they, they seem, like, really hivy." And then, all of a sudden, my chest started turning red. And then my stomach oh started turning red. And then I, like, went to the mirror, took off my shirt, and, like... It wasn't just like a red, like a, like, like, it was like a sunburn. Like, you put your hands on my chest and release it, and all the finger, like, the fingertips still show. And this
1: is all, and this was all happening, like, really quickly.
0: Really quickly. And so I was like, this seems really strange. So we went to to a pharmacist, and they were like, oh, you know, maybe you ate something, just take, like, the equivalent of Benadryl. So I took that, and I was like, okay, I should be fine. And then, um you know, everything was like, whatever. I felt like, okay, but I was like, I'm just going to ignore it. But then it started getting really, really, really bad. Like, all of a sudden, hives and rashes just started showing up everywhere. And I'm like, what is going on with me? And Kike was like, that's when I was, like, getting really worried, because I was like, I'm in a foreign country. Holy shit, what's happening to my skin? Like, I'm not by my doctor. And he was like, but it was Saturday and he was like, okay, well, we can go to this. There's a clinic far out. It was like, 50 minutes away. We went all the way to this clinic and the train. Poor, ugh, He was so sweet. He took me all the way out. Anyway, so I'm sure this is real romantic. I have like hives and rash all over my ass. I'm like, no, take he me to a clinic. Because yeah.
1: he, he, this is one thing I've been thinking about. I think, you know, especially as you get like more into, and I, I wonder if other people have had this experience, if it's just like getting older or what it is, but I feel like when you go through stuff where you get, if you get more beaten down then the baseline for what you're like, oh my god, that's amazing. Gets lower, but it's like, uh, but, but at the same time, you also start to know yourself and respect yourself more. But it's like, of course, he needs to take you to the to the clinic. To, You're right. breaking out in hives.
0: Well, I do have to say, European clinics are crazy because, all right, let's say, Emma. How much do you think it would be? First of all, what do you think? The, I want you to tell me in an American clinic, right, like a med clinic or whatever on the corners in New York. How much is it going to? If you have no insurance, how much is it going to cost you to walk in? How much is it going to 125, you baby. Okay, and then to get the medicine from the doctor. And then Usually about
1: 75.
0: Mm-hmm. So it cost me 30 euros to walk in, no ID necessary. I walk in, wow. I sit down, five minutes later, see the doctor. She puts a shot in my ass. 30 euro.
1: What kind of shot?
0: Steroid shot. Mm. And, the and thing, then were you better? It started to work and my skin started to look better, and I was like, oh, this is great. But then I when it started coming back a couple days later. Like really bad. And I was like, why is it coming back? And then I talked to my American doctor and they were like, because typically what happens when it's called um, histamine toxicity, which is like my body reacted to the octopus like it was food poisoning and released histamine everywhere. And so it creates this rash all over your body. And it's pretty typical with like shellfish and seafood. And so they said when you get a shot, you have to be put on oral steroids and be tapered down. It makes sense that it came back because the shot like when it went out. And I was like, oh, but the thing is, were you
1: freaking out?
0: Yeah, I was freaking out because it, it was just so annoying. And then when I came back to America, it was so bad. Like it got really, really, really bad on the plane that my American doctor looked at me and said, if you didn't come in like today, you would have probably started getting blisters on your skin.
1: Oh, my God. Were you doing shows? Did you do shows when you had the breakout?
0: Yeah, but because they put me immediately on steroids. I was on 60 milligrams of prednisone, which makes you feel crazy. Like, I was so anxious and so crazy on this fucking medicine. I was like, I've never done coke. And I have it just felt like I drank like 100 cups of coffee. Sounds fun. No, it sounds like a nightmare because it. May, I'm already insecure. I'm already anxious enough. And so then, it, like, everything in my head is exploding and I'm scenario. Like, I had a pretty shitty week. And then I had this huge fight with my dad. And then it was like this. I've just I've had a week. So today's the first day. What was day. the
1: fight with your dad?
0: I just don't get along with my dad after he left my mom. They got back together. But it's just been like, it's just a typical gay man, not close with his father relationship and feeling neglected and, like, kind of all came to a head when... My Dad and mom decided to split, and he left her abruptly and like all he did was text me, my brother and sister, and say, "I left your mother and oh my call God, me if you have questions, I know so it has just been like years of trying to to repair that, but I'm just bitter and angry anyways, I mean, I'm not trying to get into family business, but when I came home to Chicago, I was full of this fucking rash, and then I'm sitting down like screaming with my dad. It just was like i'm I'm very happy to like be back in New York and healing.
1: Is your dad close with your brother? no. Mm.
0: he's not really close with anybody
1: but he's back with your mom yeah I'd be curious for people like how they feel like their parents' relationship affected their dating life because it has been so it's like impacted every single thing about me I feel and in a way I like definitely need to start taking responsibility more because I used to be like you know my dad had an affair so then when I would cheat I would like, well it's a learned behavior either you cheat or you get cheated on but that's something I want to work over like work away from but
0: well I've taken on a lot of characteristics from my mom in past relationships not this relationship. and I've taken
1: on them from my dad
0: yeah like, <laughs> I, I wonder how this podcast got so serious so quickly I thought I was gonna tell a funny story about Spain and here we are
1: well let me so I gotta I've had so I, I feel like proud to share this with it with you guys and also like
0: oh my god did you get a tv silly. show what what
1: no, it's about sex. Oh, great. But, um, <laughs> but, okay, so, you know, where we left off was with the hairdresser, who sucked. With, and then when I you bought her a
0: thousand it. apples. By the way, whoever did that drawing of you holding apples in a white water raft with a sex robot, I want yes. to, like, like, you're the best.
1: Big Fat Queen on Instagram. Oh, it, Big Fat Queen. Amazing. Yeah, that's fabulous.
0: Yes. That's so fucking funny. That was so I funny. Love it. And my friend Pat Power, by the way... I'm supposed to mention this before we continue further. So Bob, the drag queen, listens to every single episode, and he Hi Bob. he sa- "Hi Bob," which he sa- he he's called me and yelled at me because he said, "Mateo, you ask Emma every single episode if she is mad at you. You have to stop asking her that." And I was "I like, never
1: even notice."
0: I know because the thing is, like, I you know real like when you have a friendship with someone and then you have this big blowout and then you both realize you were doing things you didn't realize you were doing. And so yes it makes- Mateo,
1: by the way, is not talking about me right now.
0: Oh, I'm we that. If you didn't notice, we're in separate states because it's a restraining order. Um, I, 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 um, but I had had that. I feel like I'm talking too much on this episode. By the way, maybe the prednisone hasn't left me. But um, you're doing great. I, I felt that um, it was right when we started this podcast when I had this blowout with another friend and was extra insecure that I was doing things I didn't realize I was doing when I now realized it was actually that person in mind's chemistry not me and anybody else so i and that's where that came from
1: yeah it's, it's interesting because so my the last relationship the one that i was in where it's been just like hell on earth getting her out of the apartment but the last relationship she would all, see i don't even it doesn't even register when you do it because she would ask me if i was mad at her all the time mm-hmm. in a way that was so profoundly draining it's it's something where i'm like I didn't realize how draining the whole thing was mm-hmm. until I'm moving away from it. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't realize more what I would be looking for until I, I met. So this, this person that I'm going to tell you guys about. So it's, it's the 23 year old from last time, but she's graduated from being called a 23 year old. But now I actually, I use her actual name. Um, I won't say it here, but, but so what happened was after the hairdresser, like the then I'm on the dating apps, whatever. I, had, I don't care anymore. I'm like, I don't want to go on a date and talk about makeup interests and have to put on a whole show, whatever. So it, in a way, it worked out well because when I met her, she had a girlfriend. So I was like, oh, like nothing's going to happen here. So then I just started talking very like freely. She told me, I said this after she said she had, she's like, she had a girlfriend and I'm, she's like, I'm just kind of looking for friends, but I'm going to end that relationship with the girl. But I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm not interested in romance anyway. Mateo, I really said this. She screen grabbed it. I go, I'm not interested in romance anyway. This is embarrassing. I said, I'm not interested in romance anyway. I have a very close relationship with my mother. Oh, I really my like, God. And I really like my friends.
0: Emma! Emma, but do you I ever pinch yourself and say, what am I doing?
1: No. I forgot I said that. Because she goes, do you realize that you, you told me that? And I was like, no. And I mean, it's true. But if my mom heard that, she would be mortified, (laughs) understandably.
0: What would your mother say?
1: If she'd be so mortified, she'd be like, that's unhealthy. I don't know where you get that from. It's sad. (laughs) It's honestly sad at your age to be – you have a close relationship with your mother. What does that have to do with anything about romance?
0: It's uh, I think you were just trying to say – I think I get what you were trying to say, but I think it just came out wrong.
1: Yeah, because I think it was my reaction to me talking to this person, and then she says, hey, I haven't been up front. I have a girlfriend, and then me going, well, I wasn't trying to talk to you anyway. I'm I'm close with my mom. Yeah, I know? don't want to talk to you anyway. I have, I'm friends with my mother yeah like okay
0: cool well that has nothing to do with the conversation and also everyone's embarrassed that we all heard it
1: yeah she's like she's like cool i'm gonna just stick with this fucking girlfriend then but so her and i hang out her and her girlfriend break up now there's something different going on she's really nice but she's she's nice like she's really nice gay just real gay well what do you mean by
0: like gay is she lipstick or is she butch
1: of course, she's lipstick. Come
0: on. I know that would be yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Please, but <laughs> but but she's so gay, and this is what I mean by gay. So I couldn't quite pick up pick up on it. She has when, every date huh? you
0: meet her at an Annie DeFranco concert.
1: <laughs> no, not that kind of gay at all. That would be tough. Gay like okay. So I'm I've thought about like sharing this stuff, and I I the re- part of why I want to share it is because I'm curious if. Other people have thought that they liked something, and then the right person comes along, and it opens up their mind to other things. Okay. So, now, oof, okay. So, you know, in the past, like, even when it was the one I was in love with, Daniela, like, when she would try to, like, get on top of me sometimes, I would be like, no, no, no. And then I would, like, roll her her over. Like, I would, like, not into, like, someone, like, being toppy with me. Mm -hmm. So, with this girl, we... The first time we kissed it was like hard to like tell the dynamics of that because we were like we should not do this you have a girlfriend so we kind of like moved away from it mm-hmm. then we spent the night together and she like like she like fucked my brains out
0: what i know wait fucked you yeah like fingered you
1: yeah and wait went down on me wait what yeah, it was awesome.
0: She fucked you and fingered you and went down on you.
1: Yes. And you allowed this. I had a great time. It was like. So you I, played
0: the feminine role.
1: Well, I did stuff to her too, and no, I don't. It, I didn't feel. I'm still like the man one in it, but it felt. Well, maybe I'm still it's like you're getting one. a blowjob. Yeah, exactly. But I've been with girls where it's like it felt like it was a blowjob, where it was like, <coughs> and they were pretending that I was like. Uh, you know, it was complicated, but, but
0: (laughs) is that you glossing over you fantasizing you're a man in bed?
1: Well, what we would do when it was like blowjob style, it'd be like, kind of like she'd be on her knees. And it was like a very like blowjob esque
0: feeling. Yeah.
1: But with this girl, it was like, she was just, but what it was is, she was so like, this is happening. Like, right. She was like, this is what I do. This is happening. Like, it seemed like it wouldn't have even occurred to her. Like, I was kind of like, it, I, I was about to kind of, I was kind of like, wait, wait, wait. She she was like, I can't, I don't like to come until the other person's come. And I was like, no, I'm the man one. I always make, I make the girl one come and then I do whatever I do. And she was like, no. And I was like, all right. And then she just took the lead on the whole operation. She was a sexual superstar. Absolutely amazing.
0: You know what's so funny is like, because you said it's so lesbian. For some reason, I'm envisioning you two in that scene from Batman and Robin where Uma Thurman was poison ivy. where like, that's like the plants are opening up and you're just lounging on this giant plant bed. I don't know why.
1: I haven't seen the movie, but that sounds exactly what it was. Or like you're fucking
0: in the florist section of Michael's Arts and Crafts. I don't know. That's I, what I imagine with I, like the lesbian. Have you ever
1: considered a career as a um, porn director for lesbians? Because I think you might be onto something.
0: Is that? Oh, hello. Um, okay, everyone. I'm glad. We're, before we do this scene, I would like to do a prayer circle.
1: This was. <laughs> this was. It was so fun. Like it just felt so like. And, and is she still I with know, her like, girlfriend? No, they broke up before we had sex.
0: So are you two, do, are you two no, dating? No, we're
1: just talking. But this is the thing. So because I actually like her, so it's making some insecurities come out. I really like talking to her. I but, want to talk about like, this
0: next because I have insecurities too. And I think we need to discuss insecurities in relationships.
1: Yes, I completely agree. What we should do is have a therapist on. And I No, know no, no,
0: no, no, no. I prefer us not knowing anything, giving wildly confident remarks.
1: I that was the best summary I've ever said. I mm-hmm. heard you say. Mm-hmm. I just said I said it. I liked it so much. Yeah. Never, that was yeah. the Best, that was the best <laughs> summary I've ever heard. Yeah. Knowing absolutely nothing and giving wildly confident remarks. Wildly so, confident. Wildly confident. So, so because I like her a lot, you know, I'm kind of and and also because I met her when she was with someone. Now we've only been talking for like a couple weeks. So one, my one qu- question, I'd be curious your opinion on when do you ask somebody if they're sleeping with other people and then number two i need to i need to curb the crazy because there's this one night where it was like she was out and we had been talking and then i didn't really hear from her and it was a night i had had a really bad audition where i met amy fuller and it was bad and so i was like forlorn like i was being a dramatic like actor about it i've been drinking beers again i went right to a Wait, burger restaurant had why are beer. you
0: drinking again Emma?
1: Well, let's gloss over that. No,
0: no, no, no. But, no. We're going to back up on that because this uh, it, the last time that happened. You fell down a flight of stairs and almost risk well, your comedy career.
1: Right. But so I've been just having beer. No, like it's typical, not,
0: no. Emma,
1: it's a typical attic move. To try it like when's take, the
0: last when's the last time you had a beer?
1: Uh, I've been having two beers every night, Emma. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. We're going to stop and talk about this for five minutes. And you, wait, wait you... let
1: me just say the story L- wait so she so she's so i didn't hear from her that night which was we talked a little bit but it was like a different talk does this pattern. girl drink no she's not a big drinker at all okay go on so then so the next morning i was like i hadn't really heard from her and i was talking to robin who was on the podcast and i said you know didn't hear from her last night and i just want to let her know that it's okay with me that She's like sleeping with other people. Like I want to say, hey, you know, because what I pictured was she went out, had a bunch of sex.
0: Right, so you're envisioning like, her let, like like living without die, you and die, being because she was so extravagant with you. You're imagining that maybe she's doing that with someone else, and you start to get jealous.
1: Exactly. Yeah. She, she's a she's. I, I'm picturing flouncing around, you know, taking sex appointments, just 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 banging everybody's brains out. So I wanted. To say to her, you know, because that's where it went in my mind. I was like, I had to talk to myself. I said, I'm going to let her know that I know. And it's okay that she's having sex with other people. I still want to keep getting to know oh, her. God. And then Robin said, you sound like a crazy person. Yeah. Don't say anything. And luckily I didn't. Because when I talked to her, she was like, oh, I fell asleep early last night. And I was out with my gay guy friend. You know, And I was like. I-,
0: I have to say that, Emma, I do the same thing where I start to picture something else happening. And that's your fear let your sabotage your fear inner voice getting in the way of reality and you know it's difficult it's really hard to acknowledge that and like move past it because it's coming from a place of you like you really like her so you don't want to lose her and you're afraid I like her
1: but i need to be careful because it takes a long time to get to know someone i might just be really excited because someone's being like you know she's so she's one it's not just the nice because i have been not attracted to people that are nice before so this is like new and daniella the one my love was really nice mm-hmm. daniella who i whose instagram i went to and now she's married or not married she's she's a baby with a guy who looks a lot like me she's a baby whatever. already yeah she's a baby nine she's months a,
0: old what yeah. but i i feel like i just met her a year ago
1: <sighs> oh, that's about two years Oh my yeah, God, she, Emma. She got I'm, pregnant like five months after we broke up. I'm like, sorry with about a gorgeous, that. gorgeous, super cute guy. I, not that I think I'm gorgeous, but I'm saying he looks like the male version of me, but like real gorgeous.
0: Emma, you're very good looking.
1: You got to see this guy. Um, <laughs> he's not a hunk, a hunk of burning love, but he's like, like my boyfriend. Really, yeah, he's like pretty and whatever. But. So I'm trying to just take it in stride. But what's so nice is to be attracted to someone who's nice and, like, cool and then also, like, so gay. And she's, like, opening me up to, like, a whole – I mean, that no pun intended on that. She's, like, bringing me a whole world of stuff I hadn't thought about. It's just really nice and refreshing.
0: Well, I think, you know, for you, because you have been you've yeah. – you've been a little bit on the – prowl and because i'm gonna try and analyze you real quick you were in a relationship for a long time living with someone that you were not fully happy with because you felt that the commitment wasn't fully able to be there because that person wasn't fully gay and not even
1: kind of gay also lying problems
0: right so now you're free and it's Mm -hmm. like it takes a minute to sort of readjust and get back to normal, and now you've sort of gotten your groove back. you found what it is that you want in someone who feels equal to you, so it feels good and it kn- feels natural.
1: And you know what? This with, This is not even... This isn't even just the sex, though, because I think when you really like someone, for me, it's about who do you like talking to and listening to. I wouldn't... I like talking to her, too, and that's what's so refreshing. I,
0: I, the one that... I know what you're talking about because I am... I feel that I am good friends with my boyfriend. Does that make sense?
1: I love that. And also, I feel so much for the person now who likes to, because I just picture, like, I would listen to this show to, like, commiserate about being single. And I, I still am single, but I just feel so much for the person now that's like, those two motherfuckers, too, but... Yeah, if we can find people that we like, anybody there's someone for everyone. Also, I'm still single while I'm saying this. So, I know.
0: Well yeah. you're 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 single, but you're in a place where you're finding I don't know, relationship peace.
1: Yeah, because I'm trying to figure out when do 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 you ask when you're dating, do you ask someone or are they sleeping with other people? Um She's twenty three, uh... so I almost like think she should. But at the same time, yeah. What well, how often are you that?
0: seeing each other? How often are you talking to each other?
1: Well, it's, she doesn't live in New York. We're talking every day, and we, like, say goodnight, and it's, like, super cute, and we, like, sex text, and it phones sex, and, like, she's awesome. She's, she's super, I like, because I felt like the last couple years I've been in, like, not very sexual things, and I am a sexual person, and I don't want to have to deny that part of myself. It's not the most important thing, but it is important. hmm You know? And it's, like... It's fun. It feels good.
0: Well, yeah, because you know, it's what you, yeah, of course. I feel like, I feel like how long has this been going on? About three days. No, no, no Alex, I'm asking about <clears throat> about 23 days, you said?
1: I said three days, but I was joking. Oh, we, oh, started, oh. Um, we started talking, I think, like three weeks ago. So not long.
0: Do you consider, okay, do you want to move into the step and be exclusive with her?
1: I don't want to rush it.
0: Can you, just, can you it. say that? Can you say, I don't want to rush things, but I really like you?
1: I think that she would definitely be in the same boat with that, because she's also been in, like, back-to-back relationships. She's only been out of the closet for, like, a year and a half, and she's been in back-to-back relationships since then. So this is probably, like, a, a landmine of disaster.
0: Right. Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: But she's really nice, which I know like people are going to be like putting smack in their heads and their palm and their forehead. Well, it doesn't sound like she's done
0: anything really wrong. Well, okay, she was cheating on her ex-girlfriend while with you.
1: She broke up with the girlfriend that she wanted to do it in person. So she broke up with the girlfriend like the day after we kissed and she'd already cheated on her once with someone else.
0: Yeah, the cheating thing. She's 23. She's
1: 23.
0: I have never cheated on anyone ever
1: it's bad vibes i'll tell you that it's not good it's cowardly and bad because i used to do it it's not good like nothing is ever made better from cheating no one's ever like well i handled that situation well because i like lied and deceived Mm -hmm. like it's not right
0: right it's not
1: good when did you and kiki talk about being monogamous
0: Mm -hmm. are you monogamous yeah we are um i don't know if we really talked about. would you ever open it up no, I mean, I'm not interested in doing that, but I don't know what the future holds, so I don't want to close off anything. Like, in your dream
1: relationship, in, like, five years, would you could you see it being open?
0: Mm, I don't know. I don't even like that question. Right.
1: <laughs> totally fair. You
0: know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, because I had... I'm a jealous a couple, type. I'm a jealous type.
1: I had a Which I think is fair, and to own that. I had a... You know, people ask me if Mateo's single, like, regularly. And someone asked, I said, no, he's totally in love. And they said, are they open I said they are definitely not open I was like I could not see that working out well I like the idea of that um, I
0: just know couples I, who have done it and it just muddies up something really I don't know I don't think I would like it
1: but I, never, I don't know I could,
0: I could change in the doing future doing it
1: successfully yeah. yeah. because I went on a couple dates with a girl and she was in a relationship where they did it and it was like she said it was like great but to me, I'm like, damn, it's a lot of work. It's a lot, of, like a lot It's already of work. a lot
0: of work to be between two people. Now we're gonna throw in a third. Like, you know, I've been the third in a relationship, like the extra guy who comes in like because they're they've opened it up, and it's even dissatisfying from that end. So I, I don't it know. Is. Yeah, because you know, it's like, Oh, well, you know not to develop feelings for that person and it just puts up like a weird wall. I really like very transactional, but
1: I think it is like very if transactional if couple. If it's a couple inviting a third in, then it's the it's basically the couple inviting the person over for a very fancy dinner. And I they mean, need to make they need to make that third person feel like a three you know, Michelin
0: star dinner.
1: Yeah, it needs to be I if it was inviting a third person in, like you would want to just be like blow in their mind because they're giving you the gift of like coming in for your entertainment that when you when they leave you're going to be able to talk about it and like grow as a couple so they're giving you the gift of coming in so you need to you need to fuck them seven ways sideways to make oh them feel like God, that was a good, good decision i don't also, know it's it a knot in my stomach. i want everyone to know i'm in a conference room right now at <sighs> my manager's office and i don't know if they can all hear me right now and I'm,
0: if they can't I, yeah. if i hope they can hear you she said fuck them seven ways sideways Yes. You know, I, it, I, can we talk real quick about, my like, back. Like about, like, like about I'm finding myself growing more and more insecure about, not my relationship with my boyfriend, but, like, I'm just starting to get really insecure and feel like, oh, I'm not worth this, and this is so great, and I, I'm going to lose I'm going to fuck this up somehow, and I— I feel
1: like you should be more secure, though. Like, shouldn't you be feeling more secure? Like, this great guy likes you? I mean— I think have got just, a good thing.
0: The problem is I'm too needy and I need too much reassurance, which is not good. Like, if I hear him say, I miss you, in my head, I'm like, oh, I don't believe it. I mean, it's now, like, do
1: you? Are you saying you're needy? Are you describing yourself like that, or has anyone else said that? No,
0: I'm telling you I'm needy. I'm saying I'm self-aware and I'm insecure and I'm needy. And this is would be with anyone. Right. Yeah. And, and by the way, my boyfriend's given me zero signs of any type of anything. He's been nothing but wonderful i think i'm just so i'm like that italian like i need that person physically next to me touching me all the time you know what i mean like i feel like i don't know i feel like i'm going crazy a little bit
1: i mean i think that it is okay to feel like i think it's okay to when you're like oh i really like this person i don't want to lose them but i I think coming from not knowing anything but saying things confidently i think a good relationship i mean obviously you guys are in a good relationship but i think that it's supposed to be interpreted by us, that it makes you feel good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, you should just feel good that like, that you've got this thing that it's possible. Like, think about it four months ago. If I, if you said you're, if I said, I think you're going to meet someone that, and all of a sudden you're going to be talking about marriage and in love, you would have been like, get out of here. That person's not out there. But now it's like anything, you know what I mean? Like just that this person's there to make you feel that way is like pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think it's it's it's. I need to be reflecting more and just be okay with like the now. You know, I talked yeah. to Pete Lee last night, who's like a really great comic here in New York, and he brought up so something funny. that I've never thought about before, which was actually it was really beautiful. And he said, when you're in relationships with people, that relationship can be either led by fear or love, and fear and love give the same dopamine, give the same sort of chemicals, and it's it's interesting that if you lead with fear, that person will. Feel and hear the fear. But if you just lead with love, then you get those same feelings. And I'm constantly leading with fear and everything in life just because I think, like, that's just the way this world is and this industry is. It's just there's everything is about like no and closure and trying to like scrape and stay alive and, you know, be relevant.
1: Oh, I'm scared all the time. Yeah. Right. When I meet people that aren't scared, I go, why not? Right. Life is crazy. What aren't you freaked out about?
0: But it is kind of sweet to think, oh, I really could just be sort of leading this conversation through, like, offering love and not just constantly sitting in fear. And I think what I need to work on is, like, constantly not – like, Bob always brings this up, and he's right. He goes, Mateo, you are constantly looking for something to worry about, and it is true. I am addicted to worrying about things. And I know that's from self-preservation and protecting myself and, you know, being young and being gay and, like, trying to defend myself. But – it's like manifested its way into my adulthood and my relationships and my professional life. And I'm just sitting sort of thinking all the time, like I, there's something I have to worry about. Is this something like, do you ever get that way? You just worry about something you find yourself. Worrying? Yeah.
1: And it's also interesting because it's like the things that you are addicted to. It's like we've each seeked out a career where it lends itself to that. Cause I was talking about like addiction stuff and, you know, like scheduling and, you like fight or flight and like coping mechanisms. And someone said, well, you know, you've seeking a career in entertainment really does lend itself to being addict because you have to be obsessed with it. Your schedule is weird. You're around drinking all the time. And then it also lends itself to fear too, because it's like, it can, it can like fan that flame, if that's the right term of if you're someone that's like prone to being fearful, then it's like, this is something that easily fits into that because it's going to cultivate those things. Not to say we're not in control of trying to change our reactions to that but no
0: but i I think you bring up a really good point where it's like what serves me well from when i was drawing singing and now doing comedy is that i can become obsessed with that thing and completely dominate it by consuming my life with it and getting the results i want out of it there's even though there's not a lot of control i feel more in control and when it comes to humans and personal relationships it doesn't work that way
1: Right, and in a way, thank God. Because if imagine if we could control our personal relationships, what a disaster that would be. No, could you're right. you imagine if I could actually control women I date? I mean, it would first of all, I'd hate them within a week because it would just be them being like, "Emma's so strong. Emma's so strong. How funny! How funny! How funny!"
0: <laughs> well, Emma, and to be I'd fair, you do want like, a sex robot that just says that to you when you walk in.
1: Exactly. So. So that wouldn't work because what attracts me to this new person is, I don't know what she's going to say, but it's interesting. I'm like, oh, yeah. I never thought of
0: that. I think but that's it. I'm, a- I'm living, I'm feeling a lot of feelings I haven't felt in a long time, and I'm uncomfortable with that unknowing.
1: How, and if you don't want to talk about this, I totally understand. Has the se- how has the sex been growing as you guys have been together? Oh, longer?
0: yeah. When we were together, the sex is amazing. <laughs> I mean, even when I'm full of an octopus rash, it was Amazing. Amazing wow. sex. Great sex. Because
1: he, he's a hunk of hunk of burning love.
0: Yeah. He he's really good looking and I get real insecure about it.
1: You're good looking too.
0: But I'm not plain stupid. Like he's wow.
1: I had a I had an audition um where I did not do well. And this is the the Amy Fuller one where Amy I went Polar. in Amy Fuller. Oh, that's probably I was so I'm already already screwing it up.
0: (laughs) Well, thank God you're not on the audition right now.
1: Yeah, they're going to let me redo the audition because what happened was I just wasn't that good. But they the feedback was they were like, oh, Emma was clearly nervous around Amy. But the truth is, I wasn't nervous. I was just bad. But they're going to let me redo it. So I was like, I think that's
0: great. First of all, can I say something? Amy Poehler in real life is so beautiful
1: let me tell you the nicest. She was so kind because I was totally mediocre and like anything I gave in that audition to work with, even though it was just okay. She like laughed at. So I wanted to but she's also been in, in that
0: situation like she right that's the that's the best part about being with comics as opposed to just casting directors is a casting director has never sat there and done what comics have to do Amy Poehler knows what comics have to do she knows the grind we're going through so she's right. trying to say to you like I get it you know what I mean she's like I totally get this and I'm not here to intimidate you
1: which made me feel even worse that I didn't really deliver because you get I to do it to again stick- I get to do it again. I wanted to stick my head back in and be like, just so you know, I know that that wasn't very good and I appreciate your kindness, but I know that was mediocre. Wait, you said
0: that or you want to say that?
1: I wanted to.
0: Okay, but I'm glad that you didn't.
1: Yeah, because then I would have seemed crazy.
0: Yeah, that's one of those situations where you start to build it up in your head and then you're like, oh, now I'm telling Amy Poehler things that I wish I wasn't saying
1: yeah that would be real because the other thing too is whenever someone starts to say i know i know kind of what you're thinking and just so you know i know. and then you're like oh this is a crazy person like they're out to see like you're out to lunch
0: yeah but um we're, well, out, we're we're almost at we gotta go we're out of time yeah um actually I, this was a nice catch-up but this wasn't this was like a nice cathartic catch-up are you here next week are we doing this together when are you back yes
1: we are we're going to be in person. I'm back March 11th. And matteo and I, we have a live show April 8th at 945. I've got a link to it in my Instagram. And also just like appreciate you York guys City. so much. It's in New York City. Yeah. Appreciate you guys so much because I love like sharing this stuff and then hearing from you guys. And I want to say there was someone wrote me a critique on Instagram. And I got the critique after the bad audition. And I had had my three beers and I was feeling bad about that what and was the I was,
0: critique
1: um they said that i was um i said something insensitive to trans people and i i kind of snapped and i said when, like when on, like, the,
0: on the podcast
1: yeah and i i didn't handle it the way i should have and then i blocked <laughs> the person which so whoever you are i forget your name i Emma. it was i didn't snap i wasn't i just was kind of like you know what do i need to do out here like i'm being i'm gender wiggly in these like conservative spaces i'm trying my hardest to like represent and be true to myself and you're also one you of know... the
0: very few people who are queer that's getting on stage putting yourself out there for public criticism yes. so and i'm
1: not trying to i'm not trying to like only go into queer space i'm trying to go out there to like the most ungay friendly and just push that but you know and then so I, my message was kind of like you know pick it pick your battles but at the same time i should a critique does especially the way it was phrased it did come from a place of caring mm-hmm. and i just wanted to say that that's what was happening with me that night so it kind of hit a chord of me just already being like what the hell do i need to do Here's so whoever here. wrote that in um i don't quite know what to say but you know
0: here, let me say this I, and i was talking about this earlier today because rupaul's in a bunch of heat right now for her comments on um Trans people. And I think that we have to be really careful um, to not course, idolize. We're... and We have to be really careful to not make role models of anyone. Every, every human, no matter how good of the intentions we have, we're going to make mistakes. We're yes, gonna say something stupid, we're gonna say something off the cuff and the people who are criticizing the people for doing that, you've said you've been in that position where you've said something wrong. We all as, as and as it we is is hard as we are good on to people, hold
1: each other accountable too. It is but but, so it, but,
0: it, but at the same time we have to be forgiving because right. if we want to educate yes. and we want to grow, we can't just shame and shun away. We have to educate and we're all I'm learning, you're learning, our listeners are learning also, everyone's like, learning.
1: I had to learn about, you know, because I'm, like, white and upper middle class growing up, like, I had to learn to, like, deconstruct my, like, white privilege, and, like, that was a whole thing, and that, and even the option for me to, like, learn about white privilege was because of class privilege, so it's a lot of stuff, and I just wanted people to know that, like, we're both, Mateo and I are, like, fully committed to the to fucking try.
0: And and I plan on making plenty of mistakes and in doing so I'll just learn and grow. So when someone like yes. sends you a criticism you know they're trying their best to point out something that hopefully you can just take with you and move on in the future. And you know if they come at you and say, "Hey, so sorry, I just wanted to say this," you know, think about it in the future. That's one thing. If they're coming at you malevolently and saying you're a piece of shit and you're an idiot, and you're, well, then no one's. They really weren't learning. doing that.
1: They were kind of they were kind of in the middle of those two things. But when I got it, I should have just taken a pause instead of being like, "What do I need to do to prove to people that I'm trying?" Like that was a little unnecessary, but.
0: Right. Right.
1: Um, I was hormonal, probably. But too.
0: you're learning, uh, and I'm learning, I'm learning, and we're learning, and we have to be open to l- allowing people to learn. Otherwise, change will never happen.
1: Exactly. I. This was so great, and I can't wait for this podcast to air.
0: I can't either, although I feel a little crazy, but I think it's the prednisone.
1: I'm blaming prednisone as well for myself, even yeah. though I'm not on it. sure
0: all right. Well this was good, Emma. Um I guess we'll okay, see each cool. other next I'll week. I'll give you a call later. Yeah. Okay, great. All right. Bye. Bye guys. Bye.